Oh my gosh, hello. It's your friend Andy Main, and it's the first episode of my brand new podcast, Recovering with Andy Main. This is a podcast where we find hope in our journeys of struggle. Uh, I came up with it when I went sober, and I thought, gosh, I sure could use a podcast to listen to by someone who's also going through my journey. And I decided, turn that into a podcast branding, you know? So uh, this is our first episode. We have my old friend, Becky Bronstein. She's a comic in LA now. We were friends in Portland um, a million years ago. And she's recovering from cancer. So um, this episode's emotional. All of them are going to be emotional. Um, spoiler alert, Becky lives. <laughs> um, anyway, I really hope you enjoy the podcast. I have a few people to thank and a few items of action. Um, first of all, I've been recording these with Nick Holmby at Dude IDK Studios. And you should check them out for all of your needs when you need a studio or someone to say, dude. IDK. That's Nick's job. He's amazing. Um, also, I want to say a special thank you to my friend Dave Hill, who made that amazing song you just jammed out to. Um, I feel all the love in it when I hear it. Um, if you want to support the podcast, that would be amazing because it costs a lot of money. Um, you can Venmo me at Andy-Main. My name is spelled A-N-D-I-E-M-A-I-N. Um, at Andy-Main at Venmo if you want to give me a couple of bucks. You can also support our Patreon, and I will send you little cute pictures of animals or whatever. I, I will draw you photo pictures for Patreon subscriptions. I'm going to add some more things too, but the Patreon is called Andy Main Tells Jokes. Um, if you could share this podcast with your friends, that will help out the most. Rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere. Just um, write a Google review and set it on fire, and that'll be great too. Um, oh, my Instagram for this is recovery underscore podcast, and my TikTok is Andy Main. And I think that's about it. All you have to do now is just sit back and listen to this beautiful episode of Heartbreak and Recovery. Uh, thank you so much. Dude, how are you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm great. I'm okay. Are you stoked about the WGA stuff? I mean, yeah, I'm stoked for them for sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not writer's guild, um, but I am yeah, SAG, you're a screen so actor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still on strike, but I'm glad that the writers got a good deal. Um, and it's maybe that means we'll get a good deal. I don't know anything about anything. You just know that you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep, just want it to be better for everyone. We should all be on strike. Let's lead a revolution. What are we even doing with our time? What are we? What are you and I striking against at this moment? At this moment? Um, yeah, what should we hold a picket sign and rabble about? Uh, you know, streaming ads are way too loud. Um, they're always like 20 times louder than the show. I think that should be illegal. And I think that people breaking that law should be publicly caned. Yeah, that used to be like Congress had to get together back when we just watched television and it wasn't even streaming. And then yeah. those like wild 2 a.m. commercials would come screaming on. And it was such a big problem that Congress stopped it. But then they just started it all over with streaming ads. 
those yeah. bastards. Like, what are they even doing in Congress? They're just sitting there, twiddling their thumbs, doing revenge porn. And like, I mean, I, yeah, I only hear the bad news coming out of Congress. So I'm not sure they're doing much of anything. Well, they're all so old. <laughs> oh, okay. They're very, they're very elderly people. And so they need the volume loud. So they have a really hard time relating to whatever it is that we're mad about to begin Uh-oh. with. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. Oh, no, um, I, you were convincing. I thought, <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> I know. We're yes-anding ourselves into an early grave. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, this, is, this is my podcast about recovering. And, um, you know, I was a, a, what, I was a very talented alcoholic. Um, and I've been two years sober, two years and three days, actually. Thank you so much. And, um, I felt like I was sober for long enough now that I can make it a brand and I'm not just like fake sober. I'm like real sober. So, um, then I started thinking about how everyone's recovering from something and I want to hear all of the stories, um, when I was like first drying out over the first like two or three weeks and even now, but especially back then, um, one of the things I did was I listened to alcoholic memoirs and that helped me relate to people and it helped me understand that I wasn't alone. Um, and so that's kind of the goal of this podcast is to help other people who are going through um what my guests are going through i want them to feel that there's other people out there sharing their struggle um yeah so you know like you're one of you're one of my my buddies from portland we came up together um mm-hmm. and then we both got the fuck out <laughs> we sure did <laughs> we sure did um and so this is the first time we're talking after maybe a few years even but mm-hmm. it's so nice to see you. I mean, I see you on the socials, but this is a lot different. That's not real. <laughs> no, nope, we're just sharing the good stuff on the socials. <laughs> so let's get I into the shit. It's been a long time. I feel like I haven't seen anybody in a long time. Everyone I'm talking to from like Portland and like wherever is just like, I'm realizing we literally haven't seen each other in like five years. Like what's happening? Well, yeah. Um, it's, it's a new world. It is a new world. Who knows? What do you think? What's your next five-year plan? Oh, my God. What are you going to do while you're not talking to anyone in five years from now? That's a scary prospect. How much farther inward can I retreat? Yeah, I'll (laughs) actually be inside out in five years. It's real slimy. Lots of blood. You're such an introvert that you can turn yourself inside out. Marvel, are you listening? The amazing introvert or whatever? I feel like this is a billion-dollar franchise. The incredulous introvert. Incredulous. The apologetic introvert. <laughs> the apologetic introvert. Now that's just yeah. a Maggi Star album title. Yeah, or just my life. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, that's been recovering. No, I'm kidding. Cool. Let's recover <laughs> from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um I'm such a downer. No, um, you're not. You're a ray of sunshine. Oh, you're one of you're one of the most coming from you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Dude, well, I'm such a depressive that everyone else is perky compared to me. Um, 
what like one time I called you unreasonable enthusiastic right yes yes <laughs> unreasonable enthusiasm it plays in my brain it has ever since I it's my brand yeah <laughs> it's wonderful we need more people like that um what brought you to LA Becky oh you know <laughs> just like blowing in the wind um well uh so comedy um acting i'm i'm I, there's other people listening to this that's right hi um <laughs> those of you who don't know I, yeah i'm a comedian and an actor and i had been in portland for something like 11 12 years um and it was just kind of time it, it was probably time in about 2019 but <laughs> i didn't go uh and then so i was very fortunate to work on some pretty cool tv productions that i can't say the name of right now because i'm still on strike but uh filming production in portland really slowed down quite a bit and i mm -hmm. thought hmm, a lot of things in the universe are pointing to it's time to to go to la which was always going to be the the destination uh-huh um i think the idea of moving to la or new york is absolutely terrifying i'd never be able sure. to to do it um don't sitting in traffic <laughs> makes me want to die and that's what people do there and i don't want yeah. <laughs> yes that is the ugly truth for sure like you it can take like four hours to get from one end of the city to the other uh, which is weird because it's uh, like you'll, you'll go you know one mile and that, that'll be like half an hour like how did that how is that possible but yeah, traffic is real, but like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been stuck in traffic a whole bunch though, to be honest, since I got here. So I'm less well, better about moment, it than I thought. The moment you arrived, the strike happened. Yeah, yeah. So I've been in picket line traffic. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I think the writers had just started striking when I got here and then SAG started striking, like, I don't know, a week or two later. And I thought, well, okay, so cool. Great timing to- Great timing pop up in LA like yeah it's well, wonderful and then we had like a hurricane and an earthquake and I feel like if this was the 1600s I'd be tied to a stake right now but um <laughs> no it's been it's, it's been an interesting time because like yeah like with the strikes and everything like it it sucks you know obviously I feel like we've all just been frozen in time but like I've learned a lot about the industry that I didn't know I learned a lot about writing stuff that I didn't know like people are reaching out and I hope they keep reaching out and talking to each other. I just, I don't know, the sense of like camaraderie right now, like from the strike is really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the networking has to be pretty good. Which yeah, on I the mean, picket line. <laughs> sure. I've made friends on the picket line. I mean, it's, it's people are, there's like, you've got nothing else to do. I mean, you're just kind of like coming down here, like bashing our heads against the wall, hoping that we are accomplishing anything at all, but like being among your people and talking about the stuff that you both are freaking out about is really quite nice yeah and then later on when you write your memoir which i'm going to read <sighs> um you have a really you. good yeah you have a really good beginning moment for your for your la journey like you you arrived and it all broke down you know that's dramatic right there that's it did great. It yeah. fits very well with the rest of my life, which, as you know, has been extremely weird. Just the, the whole, <laughs> just wall to wall weird. Um, so yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I think I will start my my LA chapter with that in the book that I'm for sure going to write. Yeah, I love it. Please do. I don't. I'm not kidding around. I I'd love to hear it. Um, uh, cool. so 
Let's see. Can you can you go over a little bit of um of what you're most proud of that you've accomplished in comedy? Like oh what are you God. what are you stoked about? Give me give me some of that classic optimism. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I I mean I, I have a, a special on TV, which was pretty cool to do. Um it was a half hour with uh, you know, stand-up and like documentary style interviews that were very, very personal. You your voice at least was in mine because you you hosted I hosted the show. it. Yeah. And that was very cool. Um, yeah, was they a sweaty uh... mess. They got me, they got me saying, oh, this is such a fun time, everybody. And then they spelled my name wrong in the credits. Damn it. <laughs> Do you know you how had they one spelled job. my name? They spelled my name A-N-D-E-E. -E. That's such a choice. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not a... <laughs> That felt like deliberate. A and D Y. I could see like okay that people do that, but but A and D E E. <laughs> it was uh, it's pronounced Andy. Andy. <laughs> and D. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get the accent right. Um, sure, that's important. <laughs> yeah, unprotected sets is the name of yeah. that special. Yeah, it's really something. Is that still viewable anywhere? Yes, it's on what used to be Epics and is now MGM Plus. Um, MGM Plus. Ooh. Yeah, we're moving up in the world. Uh, it's also available somehow through Amazon, apparently, as I have been told. And then in Australia, it was has just been on like regular TV for I don't know how long, but it, initially it was very fun to see the That's results cool. of that. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, so. yeah, that was that was like. The one day in my life where I shot two television shows in one day. Um, I worked, what was the other one? I worked on Shrill earlier that day. Um, I, was in, I was in the pool party episode where A.D. Bryant is like finding herself and becoming comfortable in her body at a pool party. And um, I woke up at like 3 a.m. to get to the 5 a.m. shoot. And then um, I, I had one scene where you can see me in the background and um, I'm like slightly out of focus, but you know, it's better than having my name misspelled. Um, and, uh, I'm right behind Edie and I drop something on the ground and I pick it up and then I laugh. It's um, some of my best acting. I'm, I'm so proud. I... <laughs> I so want much. to talk to you about this show, but I cannot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I'm burning and dying to. Um... Well, that's cool. I like that you're burning and dying to. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of burning and dying. Um... Yeah, that's a good transition. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Uh... <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about a very personal recovery story, and I'm so grateful mm. that you trusted me enough to talk to you about it um, because you've recovered from cancer. Yes. Yeah. And that's, uh, a, yes. that's a huge thing to say out loud. Um, there were two reasons that I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, mm. One is that uh, I came up with the idea the same day that I was donating platelets to the Children's um, Cancer Hospital here in Denver. And um, I started 
I decided to start donating platelets in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a few years ago. Um, she had a different kind, though. It doesn't matter. It's cancer's cancer. And, um, you know, like donating platelets has been a really good way for me to honor her in a way. Um, and then wow, I was just really on theme that day because I was listening to a true crime-esque podcast about um, a cancer catfish lady, um, a lady in the evangelical church who mm -hmm. um, decided to pretend she had cancer for like five years or something. And um, she built her fellow worshipers out of probably like $100,000, which isn't that much money over five years, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's just a part-time job. <laughs> so, like, um yeah so did you fake cancer no <laughs> i wish i yeah i've thought about uh faking not having cancer <laughs> i've done that a lot uh, but no like i like what you reminded me of is there's um there was a writer on the staff of gray's anatomy who sort of went in saying like i i have cancer and like i can write about cancer you know and that's like i think that's how she got hired and then was just like for for a long time just worked there and was writing and like completely faking having cancer the whole way through and then it like came out and they were just like you know, it was so elaborate and detailed and she just planned her whole life around doing this. And I just thought like, are you fucking serious? Because like as a person who actually has cancer and has a story to tell, like, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's frustrating because it, it sort of puts suspicion on every single person who says they have cancer. Mm -hmm. It it just, it weakens. I mean, I don't know. It just, it sucks. That's yeah. My eloquent statement. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we that's that's another reason I wanted to talk to you is your eloquence. Yeah, absolutely. Turn of a phrase. <laughs> did you invent oh, that, that phrase? Yes. It sucks. It sucks. Yes, I did. I, Whoa. Uh, I was eleven. Uh, and it sucked. What, <laughs> what sucked? Uh, life sucks. <laughs> wow you're such a genius <laughs> i know right yes i'm agreeing to everything um um how old were you when you when you found out that you had cancer i was 26 a child wow um <laughs> what what led you to um to get tested like what just take us through the the beginning weeks yeah. if you don't mind Sure. I, I had lost a bunch of weight, like 85 pounds. And uh, then I just started regaining that weight, like really quickly for no reason. Like I, I hadn't like fallen off the wagon or anything. It just like started coming on. Um, So I was pissed. <laughs> and I went to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, concerned that, you know, there might be something wrong with me. And they tested my thyroid. Um, And, you know, like after medical care in Alaska is really difficult to um, navigate. So uh, I had to. What's kind of difficult the... to navigate healthcare in Alaska? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even worse than in the rest of the United States. Much, much worse. Yes. Oh, uh, I didn't not know not could, a fan. I didn't know it could be worse. It is. <laughs> but like, I, there's, there's, there are many very skilled, wonderful healthcare professionals in Alaska, but it's just sort of well known that, like, generally, yeah, healthcare is not great. In Alaska. But mm -hmm. um, so I was in Alaska, obviously, which is why I'm saying this. Um, and I had to go through kind of 
two two doctors to get to the point where I could get my levels checked and all that uh, efficiently, and they they did, and I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which oh. is an autoimmune disease where your body is sort of like eating your thyroid and it makes you hypothyroid and all that stuff. And apparently, I had had that since I was a kid, and no one knew about it. <laughs> so oh. like implications of that i mean who am i what am i it's like you know because like your thyroid sort of powers your whole body so like anyway uh yeah so i get diagnosed with that and i thought okay fine i just have to take a pill every day forever and i'll lose a bunch of weight and be great um but uh we got an ultrasound and there was a nodule that showed up on the ultrasound and i did some research and that didn't seem good and then i had to go through like three more doctors to get that nodule biopsied oh man because they were all just kind of like it's nothing don't worry about it you you're, know like, you're being hysterical yeah yeah <laughs> just uh, yeah. wait it'll go away probably <laughs> yeah yeah oh. so i um I, yeah, I went through three doctors who were useless and then i i went to see my mom's pulmonologist uh which is a lung specialist <laughs> for those who are unaware um, yeah who... you you know an entirely different language which is the language of healthcare. Sure. I've had to. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really become my own doctor. Um, But no, I went to my mom's uh, lung specialist who has nothing to do with thyroid (laughs) whatsoever. Um, And he's he's actually the son of Albert Einstein's Turkish colleague. Um, Do with that what you will. He was a wonderful man. Uh, Very, very nice. He he died sadly, but... um... Anyone could say that they're the son of a friend of Einstein. Like, I'm not. He had the receipts. He had receipts. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Did he have a receipt signed by Albert Einstein? (laughs) I, I, one can only hope. I, yeah. Because I, I, I'm the daughter of a woman who was buddies with, um, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Really? No. God damn it. it. I wanted you to bought believe it. You. you. bought it. I wanted to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um also just just while I'm interrupting you, dirt to, go for it. Um I want to mention that you could a, a really good pilot you could write would be Dr. Bronstein medical wilderness doctor. Like wow. you're you're a doctor in Alaska. That's that's a that's a show right there. That you know, and we, you can, we love it, but we're gonna have to pass. <laughs> you just shot. Wow. Okay, I'll go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I was gonna find a bunch of people who fake who were faking having cancer to write it. Okay. For well, you. now I'm in though. <laughs> Negotiations are back on. Okay. Good. Excellent. I've got a vision. I've got a vision. Clearly, it, it involves moose. That's all. Yeah. I- yeah i mean you'd have to if this is set in alaska that's part of life you're riding a moose to the hospital and they're like i i i don't know what happens after that that's where the cancer catfishers come in um oh, right yeah. anyway i'm the executive <laughs> producer um okay so you went to your mom's pulmonologist i did yes he was a wonderful man very eccentric messy office um and he ordered me a biopsy and I went down to the hospital and got a like huge fucking needle jammed into my throat. It was terribly oh. painful. They did it a bunch of times. Were you sedated? I was given lidocaine, but I am resistant to lidocaine. So oh. it's like 
wasn't sufficient <laughs> to, to still not hurt. So, uh, yeah, they punched a few holes in my throat and like they were like, oh, whoops, that's her carotid artery. And like it was very like what, what's happening. Um, but it went fine. And then I went down to the records office at the hold hospital on, to. I know. You just said that you got punched in the carotid artery and it was okay. I mean, yeah, I think they just kind of like nicked it or, or like brushed against it or something. There wasn't like screaming and panic and I didn't okay. die. So like, I think okay. it was just a little whoops, but just yeah, Alaska. Woo. Whoops. I, <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of the theme of this tale. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So I went out to the medical records office at the hospital, picked up my biopsy results because I am a go-getter and you, you have to, you know, take charge when you live in Alaska. Uh, and I went and, like, read the results in the hallway and was like, uh, this can't, you know, my brain stopped working. Like, I saw, you know, papillary carcinoma on there and I thought, carcinoma, fucking shit, you know? So yeah. I went into the, like, records lady and was like, hey, could you take a look at this and let me know if this is something they tested for or is this the test result and she was like you know i can't i'm not supposed to do that but she finally did and then she just looked at me like oh honey you know <laughs> um oh, so i called my Becky. doctor so i told they, him i had cancer okay, okay they hand <laughs> they handed you the file and then were like get to work becky you're in they charge no no, I just I just went to the records office and picked it up because I had been accustomed to doing that, you know, so that I could stay on top of my stuff, you know. But oh, dude! And then that moment that's like forever burned in your brain about like the moment where you found out you had cancer was given to you by like the secretary, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. And she was very kind. Um, uh, and I was just, I remained in that hallway for, I don't know, a hundred years. And then I, I called my doctor, told him I had cancer. And it's he, not how it's supposed to work. I know. <laughs> but you're, you got to take charge. He responded, literally, I quote, um, <laughs> you know, statistically, you're more likely to die in a moose crash on the way home than you are to die from thyroid cancer. As if that was like some kind of pep talk moment. Um, um, when I got diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, which is my, um, my, my spinal disease, mm -hmm. um, just for people at home, it's my, I, my spines fused together. And if you want to know more about it, you can watch the Motley Crue biopic, The Dirt and, um, the bassist in Motley Crue and I share the same disease. Um, but when I got diagnosed with it, disease um, twins. I know. I have disease twins too. Mine is oh. like Sophia Vergara. Oh, that's cool. Um, please continue. <laughs> I want to know who your other disease twins are first, and then I'll I'll wrap up this anecdote. Oh, I don't. Oh, who else has it? Um. Well, yes. I'll let you think about it while I'm wrapping up the anecdote. Okay. How's that? <laughs> yeah, there may not okay. be any. Okay. Well, Sophia Vergara, what a what a get. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um, when I got diagnosed, my doctor said, actually, this never happens to women. So in a way, you're quite lucky. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's you good. Can't, you can't move your neck, but wow. You know, sure. wow. Look at you. You lucky dog. Um, so I can, that, that's, 
that was all okay so you diagnosed yourself you called your I doctor did, did you make know. your doctor pay you <laughs> i should have <laughs> no i uh i had to go get surgery uh <laughs> um did that so, in alaska that was a mistake oh my god how how long after the diagnosis was it before you got surgery Oh my God. Um, let's see. I got diagnosed on July 27th and then I had surgery on August 12th. Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. As long as it wasn't sure. August 12th, like 2022. Like No, it was, it was the same. Yeah. It was immediately they went there. Right to it. That's cool. They did go right to it. Yeah. Um, it didn't go well. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they they removed my thyroid and 10 lymph nodes that were all positive for cancer but what they should have done is kept removing lymph nodes until they got to one that wasn't positive um, oh so foreshadowing so they, spoiler alert <laughs> oh no they left over a couple guys that they should have taken out they sure did yeah well, they that's did do not that. good that's not good that's not um but i <laughs> i went to portland right after that uh, because it was time to get better medical care and mm -hmm. to do comedy and whatever else I was gonna do. You're like, um, I'm I'm in the best place of my life. I'm gonna move to yes. Portland and do comedy. Yeah, yeah. Pick Portland at random and then uh was it random? It literally was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um what were the random factors that led to it? I was just thinking, where are we gonna move to? And like LA seemed like too much too soon. Seattle was like just too much in general i think and uh Good i thought well there's there's portland I'd, i've heard of portland <laughs> Maybe, you know and i looked it up and was like oh, what can i you're like um, i like i like sleater kinney <laughs> yeah as much as the next person i mean why not you know yeah so shimming in the town um and then ohsu where the real doctors are with their science and all that sort of thing like <laughs> they really picked it up and turn the ship around so yeah well you know tea leaves are a valuable tool for diagnosing <laughs> cancer but they can only do so much it's it's true yeah um so yeah this was were you doing cancer <clears throat> treatment by the time that i had met you oh yeah i mean i i was treated in 2010 when i was still in alaska and then i moved to portland in 2011 no wow. 2010. yeah okay. later that year okay see yeah Ooh. um i started comedy in 2012 so okay. i started in 2013. yeah wow look at us 10 years next month dear god <laughs> i know ah uh, one of those years oh, that wow. didn't count and you've got credits oh, so good for you, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 450 will get you nothing <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, what was the foreshadowing? Let's go back to the foreshadowing. Cause you so, did yeah, <laughs> they uh, did not do a good cleanup job in Alaska. So I moved down to Portland and went in for testing and they did all the weird tests and all the stuff. And then like, this is like how different it was. Like I was in <laughs> OHSU, which is, you know, a modern university hospital, cutting edge, right? Like, um, and they did the right little the scans um yeah that one <laughs> um, and so i'm in like nuclear medicine getting the scans done and i stand up and they're like all right you know you're good to go like whatever as i'm walking out 
the like receptionist at the front of the office stops me as up with the phone and it's like wait 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 and and said uh your doctor's on the phone and like hands me the phone and i was like what the fuck i'm not even out of the office and he's like oh this broad shade like it's <laughs> not like like yeah it was not good news um so we had to schedule another surgery that was like really really gnarly like way gnarlier than the first that's the one I remember you talking about is that you yeah. could have lost you could have lost your voice at that one right that was I, I mean that was true of of all of them but th that was really more so of the third one um mm -hmm. but this this one in the middle was like the hardest surgery it was just very expensive like they took out like a hundred and some lymph nodes from my sort of jaw throat neck area uh and then like it leaves you like permanently numb to the touch in like kind of this whole zone I don't know if people can see it but it's like kind of like from you know like like chin to chest to like you know t-shirt sleeve around the back you're ear, totally the numb face. over there yeah like if you if you were to like scratch me or something like I wouldn't feel it. <laughs> how do you feel about that it's weird um and it sucks but but it's like it's, it's such a cool. minor <laughs> is it uh <laughs> it's not I mean... If, if someone can't bug you as effectively <laughs> i mean yeah i guess yeah you, don't sneak up on me and stab um, yeah but like <laughs> if don't do were, that in general if you were a more violent-minded person it could be kind of a superpower and you could do backyard wrestling <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure that's very enterprising um, have, you, have you considered that <laughs> I haven't. I can truly say I have not thought about that. Um, we could call you Alaskan Thunderfuck. Sure. I think that's taken. That's Someone else has that one. <laughs> oh, really? I thought I just yeah. invented that, like you invented the term no, it sucks. That, um, uh, that's a that was a term for marijuana that was grown in Alaska and then it yeah. was adopted by a, a drag performer, I believe. Oh, nice. Well, you can be Alaska um, Thunderbucks. Sure. <laughs> I know what you meant when you said sure like that. <laughs> it's like sure with a heart around us. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um let's um let, let's go back a little bit. Like what were you doing to stay sane during, you know, like between first and second surgery? Like at this whole period, the first two thirds of this situation, like um you need so much support you know like I'm I wish I could just cradle you in my arms right now and give you a big hug because it's like holy shit what do you do to like stay sane during that kind of thing I I'm the kind of person that has to like take charge of the situation in a crisis like I had a binder that I had organized into little tabs with every single one of my records I did a lot of research I like kept records I made notes I planned things like I was very um in charge and like that made me feel like I was doing something and I was That's of course compartmentalizing mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean it's what I needed to do and then I didn't really process until later which was you know that's a whole mental health you know party saver <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did what I needed to do in the moment um when Dude. I watched Bollywood films I ate rice pudding I mean it was just a weird time but um, yeah um, I have so much admiration for you. What a great coping mechanism that is. Um, you know, when shit hit the fan for me, I just drank, you know, and that's, and, and mm -hmm. like, that's all I did. Like if I, if I had a cancer diagnosis 
two or three years ago, I would have been like, oh, well, I'm going to die. And that would have been it. But you were strong mm-hmm. enough to like take control of it. Like, I really hope that you, you know, that that's a huge, huge thing to admire about someone. Uh, I lost my vocabulary. Um, I, I, was, <laughs> I <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, a, that's just a lot of strength right there. So I hope wow. you know that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's felt kind of like I was desperately grasping onto, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> anything, but yeah, no, I felt like I was in control a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's yeah. cool as hell. That part, that one part's cool as hell. Uh, I guess, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe the tables have turned and I'm the optimist in our relationship now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the downer. <laughs> Becky's it gone. Gets worse. <laughs> Becky's gone, God. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Um, the sunshine of LA has turned you into a goth. Okay. <laughs> um, doctor's with you on the phone. He says, yeah. Rebecca Lynn, we have more tests. What does he say to you? He says, we have to get you in for another surgery and radiation and it's not good, you know? Like, yeah. Um, he's very matter of fact. He's kind of, he's a little bit on the robotic side, but he's a wonderful man um, mm-hmm. and a very good doctor. He's no <laughs> friend of Einstein, so. I No, no. He's, uh, <laughs> he lives in America. He's <laughs> a scientist. I love it. Yeah, Uh, that's all. I mean, really, I don't know about the living in America part, but the scientist part sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, science, big fan. (laughs) Okay. Um. So it's like 2012-ish by this time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a young Andy Main is just ripping (laughs) the Portland comedy scene apart. Becky, yeah, Becky's facing radiation. Um. How many radiation um, appointments did you have to go through? I I did two radiations. Uh, <laughs> one, one in Alaska, one in Portland. Oh, oh wow! Um, did you? Was it? Is radiation different than chemo? Yes, um, I did not do chemo because there is no chemo for my kind of cancer. Um, the treatment is just surgery and radiation, which is weird it's like a weird radiation um it's not the kind where you like go in and they hit you with a beam or whatever like it's a pill that you take that's filled with radioactive iodine oh um, which is yeah i-131 which is the stuff that came out at like chernobyl (laughs) Um, like literally that was the source of your pill I don't know that that was the source. Okay. <laughs> I'm gullible. It's the same chemical. Okay. Um, so like, you're like, I want that purified Chernobyl shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the generic. I want it from the source. Yeah, dude. Pripyat or get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, so, so it's like pill form. You go into the hospital and you have to be in a lead-lined uh, hospital room. Um, that's all set up for like biohazard yeah um so, and like everything's like covered in plastic and like they come in in like moose suits with like this canister and the tongs and it's like the fill, you know like and you just take this pill and then they run and then you're just in there and no one can come in or out for like three days while you're taking the pill you have to take the pill in this lead room yeah and and they can't be in it 
are you right. wearing so you don't have to worry about the exposure to radiation because no. you're putting it inside of your body. I'm being irradiated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? A, okay, the, that's a lot right. to unpack. Yeah, no, no, for sure. The the mindfuck of seeing the people in the moon suits. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there in a t-shirt and shorts, like going, okay, so yeah. Um, I'm I think. Here's, flashbacks here's to that in COVID that's times. That's gonna save your life, and then they run the fuck away from you. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and like, man, you have to get measured with a Geiger counter every day to make sure that you're, uh, it's decaying. Um, but I wasn't decaying. Each day it was about the same level of radioactive, and they were like, "What's going on? This is so weird. Like, what Wait, do we do? Panic? Are you supposed to decay?" Yes, like it's supposed to like you start out being just hot, 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 and then like it's supposed to each day go like way down until you're like safe enough to be released into the wild. Oh, wow! Um, so and you weren't you weren't decaying. I wasn't. I was the same level of radioactive, and they were like, "What is this? What are you?" You know. And then what they realized though is that they had been. I'd been standing right next to the trash can when they measured me, <laughs> so they were measuring the trash. <laughs> so we moved the trash and then I was good but um that was that was in Alaska and then one of the doctors accidentally stepped into the room and like that was a whole thing it it was just the Keystone cop man oh was that the moment where you're like I better go to Portland was when they were measuring the garbage can radiation that it was it was had crossed my mind yeah for sure Um, Becky Oh, it was no. it was difficult but yeah we, we i mean like right after that i like, got the f out of there and went to portland and it's a good thing i did because now i'm alive <laughs> yeah it's a good thing you did um holy shit okay that wow thank you for sharing all of this with me so far like i really yeah. hope i really hope that i'm not like triggering you you know like um that's the no. one thing I'm worried about with this podcast is like how many times if this keeps going, if I do this for years and years, how many times am I going to make people cry and how many times are people going to make me cry on this podcast? Um, it's good. If we cry today, good. Honestly, we both need a good cry. I, it's all about emotional truth in 2023. Hey, that's beautiful. It is about emotional truth. Um, that's the, that's the new tagline for recovering <laughs> with Andy Bain. It's about emotional truth. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Um, that, that part, not you, not decaying or no, oh, wait, the garbage yeah. can, the garbage can was not garbage decaying, can. but right. you were, you were decaying. Thank I God. was decaying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they let me go. Um, and then I just like, you couldn't eat anything with like salt in it for two weeks prior. I had to be off my medicine. So I'm like half dead during this time. Everything's terrible. Nausea, uncontrollable. Like it's, it's just, far, it's fucking terrible. And then, you know, Are you I, losing I'm out your of hair too? Like, no, um, like a, a little, but not, not like people lose it with chemo where it just like, thank falls God. Out. You it have beautiful like, hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to compare. <laughs> oh, with my hair? Come on. My hair is oh, like, sorry. it's weird now. It's, it's very Einsteinian actually. <laughs> it's um, wild. You know? Yeah. It's, it's gotten a lot more tame. Cause like I can, uh, 
I can pull off a shorter haircut in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I can mitigate a lot of the uh, wildness. And then in Denver, <laughs> um, my hair is a lot straighter because there's no moisture in the air. So mm. now it's just looks like I've got a lot of body instead of um, psychotic 1930s cherubic child ringlet curls. So you know, I've I've come to accept that and it's fine. Um, that's a weird visual. Um, let's go back to cancer. Uh <laughs> back to cancer. Back to cancer. <laughs> Donate today. Donate to me today. I promise to give some money to cancer. But yeah. to fight, to, I'm gonna donate it to fight it, not to support oh, okay. it. I promise. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, Whenever people this. say Whenever people say donate to cancer, I'm like, which side? I can't side? handle it. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> which side? Um, do you hate do you hate the pink breast cancer lady? I don't Rebecca know. Rebecca Corbin. I, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I, that sounds like two different people, but whoever she is, I have I no can't remember her name. towards her. Okay. Uh, Susan G. Komen. <laughs> Susan G. Komen, yeah. I, god bless her i'm sure like she was doing wonderful work i don't know anything about her other than her name is associated with a breast cancer charity and i certainly am against cancer and pro charity That's um true. however uh there's a lot of feelings in the cancer community around um what what i'm calling cancer culture which is like you know the ribbons and the pink shit and like you know save the teddies and like the races and like oh my god yeah. like we have we have mixed feelings and we're we're having thoughtful internal debate on the subject. <laughs> God, you're uh, such I, a I, diplomat. You've always know. been a diplomat and you're still such a diplomat and I, I love know. it. <laughs> I really wanted to get a hot take where you're like, fuck that pink license plate cancer lady. But no, no, we're gonna I have mean... thoughtful internal dialogue. <laughs> It's a nuanced issue. There's a lot going on. I mean, obviously, raising awareness is good. Raising money is good, you know, but the commercialization and trivialization is kind of bizarre. And then to focus on only one or two kinds of cancer, meanwhile, the rest of us, there's no thyroid cancer fucking ribbon shirt empire, you know? <laughs> like, so, yeah. Like, my you know, sister. Complicated. My sister died of colon cancer, and that one just isn't mm -hmm. sexy, you know, not like breast I mean, cancer. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that's not helping anybody, you know, like, no. we need to, let me do that. Yeah, like, would guys give a shit about, like, any other cancer, or do they just give a shit about breast cancer? Like, what a terrible way to market, like, oh, we gotta get men involved, so let's sexualize it. That's terrible to men and us, you know? And then what if a yeah. guy gets breast cancer? Do you guys get mm -hmm. breast cancer? Yes. Okay. Well, I hope they're okay. Me too. I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I think I just, I think I should quit. <laughs> I feel like, um, did you ever watch Saturday Night Live in the 90s? Was that part of your jam? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Everybody's jams. I felt like um when Will Ferrell did Harry Carey, the sports cast announcer, then you and he'd be like, Hey Colin, if there was a moon made of cheese, would you eat it? That's what I just did to cancer. 
do guys get breast cancer? Oh, I hope they're okay. That's literally <laughs> what just happened to me. Um, Good sentiment. Nothing have, you wrong ever, with that. have you ever done any sort of, like, how involved have you been in the cancer community, like, with any sort of, um, I guess, recovery groups or, or wearing a t-shirt? Like, have you done... <laughs> Have you done any of that kind of stuff? I I was in a support group um, with other young adults with cancer, um, where I met my one of my current collaborators. Uh, we're still friends. Wrote a script together. Um, but you can't I, talk about that script. But you did write it. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know I can. I can. I can talk about that um, because it's oh. not. Uh, yeah, but um, well, let's save it for the end. But uh, let's end sure. on that because that'll be optimistic <laughs> and creative. That. Yes, it will. Yes, and it, it will. won't. It won't involve me talking, which is a real benefit for my <laughs> listeners. Like, I mean, it, this is a two-way conversation. <laughs> I that is my goal. What was I saying? Oh my god, where am we I? We were we were just at um getting the other lymph nodes removed in Portland. Oh yes. Um. Yes. So that was a really gnarly surgery. It was really hard. Uh, recovery was unbelievable for that. Uh, it was long. It was painful. I had nerve pain that they couldn't stop. Um, oh. And that was terrible. Um, so did they, did they, I'm, I'm going to be really, really blunt. Did they just like sure. cut you from here to like the shoulder part? Like they just kind of like tore you open and that's so scary <laughs> no the the cut itself is just kind of like around here and up to like almost to like with my ear around here okay. um but the nerve damage extends for that whole area so like okay there you know just another fucking scar across the throat and then they had to put a tube in there to drain it pulling that out hurt really really bad oh. um <laughs> but it, this is before you're fucking 30 dude i think it was yeah wow. <laughs> yeah it was um so that like the pain was like unbelievable it took forever to recover from that i still have effects from that obviously the numbness like um i'm sensitive to like sun and heat it will swell and hurt um oh. things will itch and i can't like quite scratch them like you know um that's, lymphedema. A, that's a specific kind of hell like yeah that's like a gypsy curse like oh. may your itches never be scratched you know that's jesus curse. Yeah. yeah wow um I'm... so how long did that recovery take when you were like unable to to really get out of bed or anything that was it was so long i i couldn't tell you exactly but it it was some time i mean it was maybe like a month or two before I was even remotely like getting better. That was, that was a really hard one. Um, yeah. And that was surgery number two or number three? Two. God damn it. We still have surgery number three to get to. We do. This is, yeah. So we're, uh, we're in act two now. Um, we're in act two. <laughs> we're, we're at the climax. We've, yeah. we've got We've got all of these themes we need to resolve in Act Three. You better, you better yeah. resolve these themes, Bronstein. No, I'm kidding. So I'm I've kidding. got the, I've got the like, you know, life is short. I could die at any moment. Um, energy kick, and I'm saying, okay, I got to get on stage. I got to do this. And I've been doing stand up. I've been hitting it really hard. I've been getting to the point where like, I was starting to get booked on shows and feel like, oh shit, you know, like this could really, oh, here we go, man. 
And then um, I went in to get tested and, you know, here we go again, Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> That's what they wrote the song about. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, it's back um, to Cancer to Furious. And so they said that they had to take out those lymph nodes um, but that they were adhered to the nerve that controls my voice. So this is where I'm just kind of like, you know, I like blacking out slash like gritting my teeth. Uh, it was a really weird time. And uh, wait, were you blacking out because of the anxiety? Like you'd think about that to the point where it would just make yeah. you disassociate. Oh my goodness. I mean, and- like <laughs> sitting there listening to the doctor say like, here's what's going on. You, you just can't, like, it doesn't go in your ears. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but um yeah it, it sucks um yeah but i was i was much more afraid that i was gonna lose my voice than that i would die yeah so um oh i i felt in that moment like i gotta get out and do as many shows as i possibly can because how's this gonna go so i, I kind of put out a message in like the portland comics group on facebook and was like look i'm, <laughs> I'm not that surgery like can i just like do as many shows um as i can like who's got a show did uh, I book you? Please tell me I booked I don't you. Know. I'm not oh sure. no! I mean, I booked you a lot. I don't know if I you don't... even had a show then. Like I, I, I booked you on Revolution Comedy. At yeah, yeah, so I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, cool yeah. kids. I got you a cool kid. Yes, that was yeah. a fun show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank God I booked you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. It was yeah. People who had shows were yeah very nice and cool about it, and I did some shows and. Way to play My the family cancer card, Bronstein. I know, yeah. It was it was <laughs> a very long tactic. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you really catfish time. you really catfish the Portland comedy scene. <laughs> yeah. What, what you really you really got that long con for two drink tickets and ten dollars. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Like this scar, oh man, worth it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Those five people in the crowd really loved your shit. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> um okay. All right. Well, gosh. Let's go to let's go to surgery three. Where how how long ago was surgery three? I I vaguely remember it on Facebook, but that's not I mean, Yeah, I think that was 2015. Um okay. a young Donald- 2014. A young spry Donald Trump is winning the hearts of the Republican <laughs> Party. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just setting the scene. <laughs> I, oh, um, I, he's he's a social cancer, it relates. Um oh shit. Um, well, we're in remission. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. we are in remission right now. <laughs> Joe Biden is that little pill you have to take in the lead room. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. The cure, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, where were you at emotionally leading up to your third surgery, and what were your expectations like? I I was horrified. I was like paralyzed with fear. Um, oh. I I had had to do like six weeks of therapy just to get into my my second surgery, <laughs> um, so I was having to kind of get back into that 
space to get ready for it. And and all I could think about was I'm going to wake up and not be able to talk and like my life is over, you know, <laughs> and I just, I was so, so scared about that, you know, but I had like, I had no choice. I mean, I had to, I had to do it. So I just, it took a lot of Xanax to be honest, to, to get me in there. And, um, just, yeah, I just went in there and <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel like you, you were taking some of that power, you know, that you had with your ability to organize and, and diagnose yourself. Like you definitely had some of that remaining, you know, some of that fight left in you to get into it. Like I'm yeah. just into, into intuiting that, but, um, I, I hope yeah. that there's a part of that there. Cause it's not, I mean, wow, dude, what a fucking heavy load you had to carry. Um, how did that surgery go? uh i don't know i wasn't there um <laughs> it was, i think i think it went okay i don't remember there being any drama with that one there was a little bit of you know like what's going on took longer than they thought with the last one but um mm -hmm. yeah the the third one um i think it just kind of went as expected and then they had to wait until i wake up to you know assess whether i could speak obviously <laughs> And uh, I, I remember sort of being told that, you know, when I woke up, I was talking and I said, I said something about like, can I, do you think I can make it to helium? Because it was a Tuesday or something. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> but I was very relieved. And <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what people were betting on, you know, because I couldn't really assess what was happening but oh i love that that was your first words coming back that's <laughs> how is that how you is that how you knew you could talk again i mean yeah i, I was very drugged you know so it wasn't like fully there but um yeah i i think i i think i knew i realized that i was talking and i was happy about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were like, they really got to hear my hot takes about um, the Kardashians and what they were up to in 2014. That's a very oh. important thing to talk about at this moment. Um, I don't think I ever had a Kardashian joke, did you? No, not at all. Um, I've never done. I, if I started talking about something in pop culture, um, I don't. I don't know where I'd go with it because I'm just so out of touch with that stuff. But I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to think of like a relevant cultural thing in 2014, and the Kardashians was all. I oh, that's solid of. bet. That's safe yeah. bet all the way back to 06. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, please check out my latest album. Andy is keeping up with the Kardashians, where <laughs> I just talked to my dog about how little I know about them. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone it's, would watch that. It's conceptual. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you can talk you want to go to the mic how long was it between when you woke up and then you did comedy again that's a great question um i'm a hard-hitting journalist it would have been a few months at least because your voice is kind of sh shitty for a while actually <laughs> work on you in there um so i would have been kind of raspy and whatever um oh, that but also been just hot, though. recovering that would have been hot <laughs> yes, a little <laughs> 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 um 
yeah, no, I. <laughs> um, allergies are sexy. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I, I'm sure I wanted to run right the fuck back out, um, but I I can't think of like a landmark to. It was it was probably just a few months, maybe four or five months, and those maybe. Back do you remember? Then. Do you remember your first show back? I don't, and it's killing me because now I like I wonder why not. Like that should have been an occasion. I think it's because you were just like, all right, back to business. You know, you were like, yeah. let's not even yeah. be sentimental about this because this is my life and this is how no. it's always going to be is I'm always going to be on stage. So this isn't even an exciting yeah. moment, you know. Um, I remember the first time I went back on stage sober um, and I was talking really fast because I wasn't drunk. Um and so it was like, I had a little bit of mania when I went sober because I just, you know, mm -hmm. took the brakes off. I, I was I was driving around with brakes on the whole time. And then I took the brakes off and I'm going really fast all of a sudden. So I just, you know, that's just a moment in my life where I remember going back on stage. But I remember everything now that I'm sober. <laughs> for, for better or worse. <laughs> um, uh do you do you is it gone or is it there lurking in the background what's going <laughs> on now becky i would love to tell you that it was gone but unfortunately um just this year my doctor finally said the words um that he believes this like one remaining lymph node that they've been watching the last few years mm -hmm. is positive like he's he's yeah, he's a very cautious individual, so he wouldn't just hazard a guess. Um, so I believe him when he says this. Um, but they they can't even biopsy it because it's in such a like hard to reach and dangerous spot. Like there's too many important structures nearby to just go jamming a needle in there. So um, we're kind of in a like a watch and test pattern to see like if it starts getting bigger or like if my numbers go up like then you know they might have to get in there but but they don't want to they don't want to until you, they have to yeah and and my doctor said that he's actually got another patient um who's had a, a positive note in there for like 17 years and, and nothing it never spread so they just didn't do anything with it so like i don't know if that's going to be my future but man it's weird walking around with that in there yeah oh man becky well jesus christ i'm so i'm so glad you're here with me today and you've come through this whole experience like um me yeah that's, that's just so much bravery and strength right there and i really really mean it um um gosh i'm kind of just stuttering because i don't have any real words to say right now <laughs> That's my I don't know if it's truth. that brave or strong, to be honest with you. I mean, like, you, you just, like, sort of show up and you go to appointments, you go home, you stay alive. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't know. There's so much pressure put on cancer patients, I think, to, like, be tough. And you know what I mean? That sort of, like, suffer in silence and don't let anyone know. But, like, I feel like we need to, like, glorify giving up and taking a rest and just being not okay yeah let's i'm getting way too whining <laughs> here's let's, my hot take <laughs> yeah what do you want to <clears throat> what do you want to whine about give us any 
give us any complaints any at all you could oh you could tell us anything the pettier me? the better the commercials Jesus. are too loud you know that's that's the lax thing. is a fucking prank and a trap it is it is the, the devil's toilet i i honestly like i understand why people would rather die than pick someone up from lax i totally get it i would not pick up jesus christ from lax for 40 million dollars <laughs> on a netflix show like i truly i hate it i i would I, you I, rather would you rather have lymph node cancer or pick me up from lax <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute so pick you up from lax versus cancer yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i mean that is a tough one <laughs> take your time you've got play you know i would i would pick you up from lax oh um, thanks becky <laughs> if it was that version of cancer <laughs> If you're valid, valid. Um, I always flew out of the um, Burbank airport, and that was fine with me. That's like two hundred dollars more. Like, oh, is it? I mean, from what I've been seeing, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Not people raving about it. I get it. I mean, it's I can see the appeal. Yeah, I wanted to call it the Bob Newhart Airport, but I know that's not the right name. Kenny Rogers. No, it's not Kenny Rogers. What old-timey actor is it? What are you um, Oh, yeah. Is it... I'm calling is it John it, Wayne? It could be. I'm calling John it the Bob Newhart Airport. It's, I'm calling it the Bob Newhart Airport. I like that. Honestly, <laughs> he deserves an airport. Like, who the hell has ever deserved an airport more? I... I support this you know what's really cute about bob newhart is that he was alternative comedy back in that day sure he yeah is. yeah do you ever watch like his show like well, the new heart shows. shows like the new heart uh, show and then i did when i was one. a kid yeah me <laughs> too larry daryl and daryl and all that yeah were they in alaska no, it was like Vermont or something. Felt like, like Alaska. Hampshire. It's similar. <laughs> um, so you met a friend in your cancer support group and you guys wrote a script and you can actually talk to me about it. Yes, um, I can. <laughs> okay. Um, it's called Cancer Culture, right? Mm -hmm. Look at me and my information retention. <laughs> yeah uh it's, was his uh, friend was his friend um what's her name by the way her name is brianna barrett and she is wonderful and yes both of our initials are bb that's a lot of b's um it's very cute we're very cool uh she's she's a writer she's a playwright um she's a, an award-winning playwright she's very she's very good at her craft um and she's done a little bit of screenwriting as well. So we kind of um, just sort of remained friends, stayed in touch. We were chatting about writing. Um, and this was like 2021, maybe. Um, and I just said one day, like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be terrible if we wrote a script about, you know, our, how we met the support group and everything? Ha, ha. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, fast forward, I think, seven months it took. <laughs> um, That's really fast, right? I is it i don't think it is <laughs> but, that's just um, a regular pace okay <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't like like i don't mean i don't know we weren't setting trying to set a pace we just we, didn't, we were just like writing fuck it you know like we didn't know what we were doing 
Um, and we wrote, we wrote a draft and we, we worked really well together, which is strange because I, I usually am someone who works alone. <laughs> but, um, You're a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so we, yeah, like we, we wrote this pilot um, and then we kind of were like, what the hell do we do with this? Um, and we submitted to a program that it sort of trains you to pitch a series and like develop helps develop you know your, your project that centers around like social justice issues and we were like you know well, shit like cancer disabilities healthcare absolutely um so we we did that and we we were able to pitch our series and like get feedback and like we met with a bunch of like industry folks and did you get any shitty feedback like hey can you take this <laughs> cancer and make it sexy <laughs> That would be very funny. We we actually have a line in there about that, like in our pitch and like in the show about like, can cancer be sexy? Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no one has given us anything even remotely like that. It's uh, there's been a few people who have been kind of like, can can cancer be funny? Um, you know, but I think it can, and I think um, we are working on um, filming a short film version around Barlow um yeah. so oh my god uh, snaps to that's you in the works. <laughs> oh you. my god and you um you went through the festival the the i don't know the writing festival kind of process with it am i using the term festival right but you got your script went really far up the ranks <laughs> is what i'm trying it's to it. say yeah yeah far. um yeah it was something like 500 submissions and we were in sort of the top 12 projects Hey, Mazel Tov, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so uh, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, would you rather have cancer or would you rather have a script selling about cancer? I, I'm that is, you have just roasted me into ashes, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is, uh, that had a lot of layers to it. I didn't even. I was just trying to make a dumb joke, and now I'm like, "That's, a, ah, that's good." That's honestly. an existential question. That's oh. razor sharp. Um, <laughs> to quote the great Stephen Toast, "I want to be dead or on TV." Ah! <laughs> Who's Stephen Toast? That's a real deep cut. Um, it's oh, it's a Matt Berry character on a BBC oh. series. Um, Love I think it. It's BBC. It might be Channel Four. Sorry, um, but great show. Anyway, um, he's a sort of like a jaded, disgruntled actor. Mm -hmm. um, Toast, Toast of London. Look it up. Um, why was I quoting him? Um, because I, I was just, I asked a brazenly disgusting question. Um, but it was kind of supposed to be a joke. Uh, sure. Oh, was. would I rather sell a show or have cancer or whatever? Yeah. Like, wait, no, that's not. <laughs> Was it worth it? I'd rather tell the show <laughs> than have cancer. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's move on. Uh, no, I think I'm going to go with not having cancer. I, oh, I, that's the right choice. I'd rather, yeah, I'd love to not have cancer. That would be That'd so be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we've, we've gotten to an hour here. Um, wow. Yeah, that <laughs> flew by. All um, we talked about was cancer, dude. Well, it, it was about recovery. You're still... Yeah, that's true. There's hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you do 
what do you do for self-care now? Like, what do you do to make yourself smile? Or like anything, anything silly is a good answer. Cause like, I mean, I do really silly things with my dog that no one else is ever going to see. Like, um, I, I just have really dumb conversations with my dog and that makes me smile and it helps me feel better when I'm getting really stressed out. Like a, a dopamine hit for me, play and fetch with my dog. Simple as that. That can turn my entire day around. So um, what can you, what do you do for a good dopamine hit when you really need it? I listen to music. Um, yeah. And I walk listening to music every day. And I listen to music all day, every day, like all the time. Like my Spotify numbers are insane. Um, Mine are too. I have it on constantly. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's your, what, what's your top genres when you get the Spotify hits of the year? It's, it's fucking, it's confetti. Like you'd never, <laughs> like we've got 1920s jazz. We've got German rap. We've got Russian pop. We've got 1960s rock. We've got. 90s alternative we i mean like absolutely every everything under the sun um i love that everything <laughs> i've tried all the weird new genres that they're coming out with vapor wave and synth wave and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll listen to anything <laughs> oh dude that's awesome that's great um well can you make me a playlist i mean i yes question mark okay so do you do you want a playlist oh not like about me not songs that remind you of me. like a mixtape no, <laughs> yeah. no i don't need i don't need a confessional love mixtape i just want some hot <laughs> i want some hot german rap <laughs> oh, yeah shit. i want some of your fave bops as the kids say i could, I could recommend yeah yeah and if you want to put one in there about your true feelings about me I'll notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. I, I like the funny songs. So, so I want to hear it. I want to hear some Indeed. of your hits. Yeah. Um, okay. I thank you so much, Becky. I had so much fun thank talking you. to you. Yeah. It's so nice talking to you too. It's been Dude, too long. I know. And we're not even doing the same weekend of that comedy festival. So How did that happen? About that. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you i mean this is coming out in november um okay. where should people find you on social media and is there anything that you'd like to plug that you know will be happening in november oh what could happen in november anything could happen in november um i am on social media as becky bronstein everywhere except for twitter uh which i am becky from alaska because becky bronstein at the time was taken by a dog with a locked account um, so I am on YouTube, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, or whatever it is called in the future in November. Um, I am on threads. For, I like threads. Um, uh, that's a good one. Positivity, uh, sort of, kind of. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't like it and I barely use it. Um, and I have some animated history comedy uh, oh, series yeah. clips on various your... platforms. Tell us about your animated YouTube history comedy channel. I love that um, shit. Yeah, I they're very labor intensive, so there's only like three or four of them. But I, I've done like animated history stories from like weird little like microcosms 
in history. It's similar to drunk history, but it's sober and it's like with shitty Photoshop based animations that I do myself. Um, and <laughs> I, there's stories about like, you know, Joseph but, Stalin's like music beef with Shostakovich and like the Earl of Essex and just, it's just, there's so much weird shit out there. Was the Earl of Essex that fop aristocrat guy that had no... <laughs> Yeah, I watched that one. I love that. Oh, I love that you watched it. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna go home and watch more you know, of them. Yeah, I wanna rewatch them. They were fun, but really hard to make. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, you're only gonna have to be picketing a little bit longer and the strike's gonna break. So then And if this is November, it could already be over for all yeah. we know. Strike's over. You sold your we pilot. We did it. You sold your pilot. <laughs> yes. Um, a young joe biden (laughs) took congress by storm (laughs) and now we don't have loud commercials on youtube so it's great yes we did it we We have recovered from bullshit (laughs) we recovered all right well this was recovery with andy main and um i'm gonna make a note that that's the end of the podcast